Hey, what's up with this? 2DB. Um, welcome to The Void. I think that's what I'm going to name my podcast for now. It's just going to be called Welcome to The Void. Um, Like I said before, I'm 2DB. If you didn't hear um, my intro, you should go back and just tell you what my podcast is going to be about. So it's going to be hip-hop, you know, YouTube, YouTubers. Um, celebrities, um, black community. I'm black, by the way. Um, just everything black, like uplifting blacks, black platforms, and everything like that. So, yeah, that's what I'm gonna be talking about. And news. I'm gonna talk about news too. I'm gonna talk about you know stuff that's happening on day to day when it comes to life. Um, I'm thinking about also. Doing a podcast probably Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, Wednesdays is going to be um, a very different um, podcast. It's going to be a different concept that I'm coming up with. You know, hopefully y'all y'all fuck with it. Okay. So in this episode, don't know what I'm going to name the episode. But in this episode, it's going to be. It's going to be a little serious. And a lot of it is going to be about, I think most of it is going to be about some some black, you know, some stuff that involves black people. And, you know, so let me get to it. I don't know why I'll pause so long. That shit was weird. All right. So the first topic is the Amber Geiger case. And, you know, so this is the first part of it, right? Um, if you don't know who Amber um, Geiger is, Amber Geiger was, was, she was a cop. And basically, long story short, she murdered somebody in um, um apartment that she thought was hers. You know, this was a very viral, you know, um, that's what I'm looking for. There was a very viral case you know everybody seen the case you know everybody knew this case was going on if you if you was on social media you probably heard about it but it was very vocal so you know the breakdown was that was just like the you know the the quick version but basically the breakdown is she's going to her apartment she was sexting on the phone with somebody um she went in the apartment. She seen a black dude watching TV, eating, and she shot and killed him. You know, and basically that was it. And so she called nine one one, and she, you know, called nine one one, told him what happened, and I think this was a two year case. I think this was a two year trial or one year trial. I forgot. I think it was two years. Um, so basically, you know, because of this, you know, she only got 10 years, you know, but she got 10 years was a sentencing. So, you know, and that's basically the gist of it. Now, everything else in this case is weird. You know, I, I, I made a video on Facebook to talk about it, you know, about the whole case as a whole. 
And, you know, it's a lot of stuff that's questionable. That's questionable, you know, that made me think she should have got more. Um, how was it that you got inside, you know, the house or the apartment? I mean, how, how was it that you got inside the apartment complex? Because when they when they showed the video of the key, you can't get in the key unless you got that key. And her story is, you know, she had an extra key. I think that's what she said. So it was just weird. It was weird, you know, and that's one of the things that stuck in my mind that I feel like, you know, in this whole trial, they didn't kept like going on about that because that plays a big part in this situation. I do not think it was an accident. You know, and, you know, prior to that, it was another situation that happened in this case that was just that was just really weird. And that was, you know, the witness, the witness, long story short, he didn't want to he didn't want to be a witness. So they subpoenaed him. And when you get a subpoena, usually it's the judge who gives you a direct order to show up in court. Or you're going to be, um, I think, you know, you're going to be in jail for contempt or something like that for not for not saying what you was a witness of or whatever the case. So his testimony was he heard arguing, you know, he heard that they was going back and forth and they was arguing, you know. And in the argument, you know, he he heard he heard her getting loud and stuff like that. And then he went he started breaking down or whatever. And then he was like, hey, I'll take a break. And the judge said something sly. And she was like, Yeah, we can take a break. I don't know why you showed up. As if like she didn't have anything to do with him, you know, showing up and him getting subpoenaed. Subpoena. However you say, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. But but yeah, that was strange, you know, and she said that, you know, and this and this trial was recorded, right? So and people are gonna be looking back at this tape recording. I don't know if it's gonna go pub public or whatever, or is it gonna stay with the immediate family? But you know and that part was weird. Another weird part is after the trial, you know, the witness who was testifying he got murdered. He got shot down. At first, the news was saying it was execution style. That was what was going on with the information. But then we found out, you know, by I think the autopsy that he only got shot, you know, from the body. You know, I think the body and low and the lower body. So, and everybody's everybody's saying that's very that's very unusual that two days after his. You know, what's the name? He wasn't protected by nobody. Nobody getting protected. He was already seemed like he was already scared to even um, talk about it. You know, he's already scared to like even be a witness. So. So going on. The other weird part was, you know, and on my Facebook at first, I was just like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, how you grieve because it was two people who forgave her. That was the brother of the victim and the father of the victim. And they was just like, you know, I forgive you and stuff. And when I said in my Facebook video, you know, 
that, you know, it's okay to like, if that's how you handle your grief, if that's how you handle your forgiveness, you know, do, do, do what you will. But then, you know, now stuff is starting to come out, which I think now this still is ongoing. You know, people are really trying to get, you know, more information out of this whole case. So now what is going on is that um, Amber, Amber Geiger actually knew the brother. You get what I'm saying? And I think she knew the dad. So I think she knew the family. And and now people are speculating that, you know, maybe Amber Geiger and, you know, the victim probably has some type of relationship. And also the great thing about it is it seems like in the past, Amber Geiger was making a lot of racial comments and stuff like there's commenting about like, hey, your dog racist. And then she was like, ha ha, so am I. They had like a little Facebook group chat where they just say a lot of stuff. And, you know, and a lot of that is questionable as well. Now, this part is also serious, you know, and this is something that I feel like everybody needs to talk about. And that is the way the judge behaves herself in the whole courtroom behavior behaved doing this you know doing this trial now the trial is supposed to be like you know a direct hearing like a professional hearing you end up a professional place where justice is done the bailiff was brushing amber geiger hair which murdered somebody murdered somebody in their apartment for mistakenly for mistakenly being theirs, but still murder somebody. If somebody was in my apartment, I wouldn't just like pull out a gun and start shooting. Rather, you're an off-duty cop or a cop. I feel like that's the that is the privilege that they have, you know, because they're a cop, and it feels like it's a way where, you know, that's a way to get away with murder. You made a mistake, so you should do jail time, and you should do, you know. A reasonable amount, but not 10 years. Should have been 25 years, 30 years or something. Um, But the way the bailiff was just brushing her hair and confident in her. And it looked very, like, very weird. It looked very weird. And I was very disgusted by that. And then also, the judge, after after the sentencing, the judge stepped down, you know, and hugged her and gave her a Bible. And after I seen that, that was even more disrespectful. That was more disrespectful to the parents. Rather, one person forgiving her, it's a respect type of thing. It's not like, okay, I forgive you. Okay, well, now it's time for me to be nice to the murderer. You know, because she didn't murder somebody. You get what I'm saying? She's not a serial killer. She just didn't murder like all these people as far as we know. But that's a murderer. Like She just murdered somebody in cold blood. He wasn't doing anything. He was just relaxing. So now, because of people react relaxing, they get to die if they are off duty cop and they and they in the wrong apartment complex. This is acceptable. You're hugging somebody and then giving them a Bible, and then you made it seem like nobody was going to like say anything about it. So in my opinion, she needs to step down. She needs to step down because. She made a fool out of like somebody who passed away. She made a fool out of the mom. The mom didn't agree with it. And the mom was extremely calm and she was extremely like respectful still. 
And that's just getting me more frustrated because of the fact is how good of a personality that the mom had and how much like you never think about what's going on in the inside of what she really going through because her son is not alive anymore. They may have had differences. I don't know. But when your child dies, you know, by being innocent in their house, not doing anything. And then he happens to be black, man. And, you know, we see this stuff all the time. But but she was just like, you know, we got to do something about this justice system. We got to do something about, you know, these proceedings is how it's done because it's not right, you know. But like I said, the judge should step down. She should step down. She shouldn't have a job no more. She should retire. She should retire because I think, like, her emotions got the best of her. And if she not doing this with everybody else, then this was just one of those times where you you are being biased. You're being biased. And you can't be biased as a judge in your courtroom, you know, because everybody's going to react different, you know. You can't do that. If you wasn't doing that with all the other suspects, what makes this one special? Just because somebody speak, it's probably a lot of people who speak like that. And you haven't given them the same, you know, I haven't heard, you know, it's the first time you ever hearing about that judge. You know. So that was disgusting. That was extremely disgusting. You know, then on top of that, she had the nerve to say, now I wouldn't be given, I wouldn't be given the same flag. I think she says she wouldn't be given that same flag if Amber Geiger was black. And then she got drugged. And then they just start dragging her online. And, you know, she didn't step down. Now she's talking about how she discouraged and she thought she was just doing something good. No, you wasn't. You was just making a mockery out of the justice system. You was making a mockery out of the jury. You was making a mockery out of the mother who lost her, who lost her child. You know, you let the courtroom run amok in your shenanigans. And it was disgusting. So, yeah. And it's a side note. I kind of do think that we, we as people, you know, especially black people specifically, you know, we are also to blame of this because we don't do like, you know, we don't do enough. And just like as regular citizens who pay taxes and stuff, we don't do enough when it comes to our communities and stuff like that. Because when stuff like this happened, I think it was in Texas, you got to hold the mayor and the immediate senators who like represent, you know, the state, represent the city or the incidents that's happening. You got to hold them accountable too, accountable too, because they're supposed to be for the people. And, and when we elect these people in their positions, they have to do their job. They can't just keep running behind stuff and being comfortable with their job because their job is meant to be uncomfortable because you're dealing with citizens. You're dealing with everyday people and you're trying to make sure that they are living in a healthy and positive environment. You get what I'm saying? So, so, and when judges do this and a mayor don't say nothing about these things uh, on the people who are supposed to represent the city, and the state, even with the justice system and even with police, and when you don't say anything, you don't voice your stuff, we got to be on their next. You know, we got to be on their next to tell them just like, you know, I'm still not over Oscar Grant. 
you know, I'm still not over Stephen Clark. So we got to hold the, the, the mayor of Sacramento, you know, you got to hold the mayor of Oakland, the mayor of San Francisco, all these mayors, you know, accountable, accountable, you know, for how stuff goes on in the future. Like, are we going to see more of this? Are we going to see more of this happen? What are you doing to change it? What are you doing to change this, this stigma that's happening with blacks die? Innocent black people die. What are you doing? The Eric Garner, Eric Garner situation, he didn't go to jail. He just got fired. But he needs to go to jail. He's a criminal. You get what I'm saying? Like, that didn't make no sense. That didn't make no sense at all. George Zimmerman, criminal, got off scot-free. Um, I don't know what happened to the Oscar Grant the cop, and I blame myself, too, because I don't even know his fucking name. You get what I'm saying? I think, like, you know, that's problematic. You know, I don't even know the Sacramento cop name when he killed Stephen Clark. You know, can you just imagine yourself just holding a cell phone and them calling the cops and you at your grandma's house calling the cops uh, saying that it's some stuff going on and it wasn't nothing really going on? Can you imagine just holding the phone and say, put your hand up and you get shot multiple times with multiple rounds? And we're supposed to consider that like, you know, justice. We're supposed to just take that. What is the mayor of Sacramento doing? Nothing about that situation. Nothing. I just seen them post about something about, oh, we're merging with Comcast. So, telling you, man, we got to vote. Don't try to listen to people who are going to tell you not to vote unless they're not actively doing stuff in their community and they're not actively, you know, making their community better. Don't let them tell you not to vote. You hear what I'm saying? They're not advocating for, like, uplifting the community and making the community, especially in poverty areas, a better place, don't listen to them when they say don't vote. Okay, my next topic. Sorry, that was a little far. So that was a lot. That was only one topic. Second topic is gonna be about um you know the revolt convention. Um um they had a um what'd you call it? What do you call that? I would you call it, but they had a convention going on and it was like, it was a table of like black people, table of black people talking about black topics and stuff like that. And it, and it had, um, I'm trying to name everybody off the bat that I know. Um, it has a girl named Tamika who do a lot for the black community in Atlanta. I think, um, I don't know what she was. I don't know if she was a liberal a Democrat, a Democrat or whatever. I don't know. Um, it was this other girl there. Um, she was a single mother. Um, she kept saying that, you know, she kept saying she was a parent, you know, kept saying she was a single mother and, and she was a Republican. Then you had Killer Mike, then you had T.I., and then you had um, Candace Owens, and then you had, um, what was it? Then you had like another young kid. Now, I forgot his name, but he speaks for. He speaks for the youth, you know, he'd be advocating for like the younger generation, Generation X. I think that's what they call it. The X, is, I think they call it Generation Zen, something like that. Generation Z, I think. Something like that. But anyway, so they had, they, they had a, a press conference. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. At a press con- conference. Now, you know. Far side, I liked it. 
right? Farsight, it was dope because you see all these black people up there with different views of life and they just having the conversation. Now, you know, um, so that's the outside looking at, you know, outside looking in. But then as you start to watch it, you know, it's revolt. So it's on a black, black platform, which is dope, right? Um, you know, that, that's P. Diddy platform. But then you got to start asking yourself the question on, okay, what the fuck is going on, right? What the fuck is going on? Because and high, it was all over the place, to be honest. And my, it was all over the place. Killer Mike was, I think, one of the most level-headed ones there, and, and Tamika. Um, when T.I. went after Candace and stuff, I don't know if y'all heard it, but like, you know, I don't know if I can play it on here. I'm going to choose not to play it on here. But anyways, you know, it's a viral video where T.I. was like, that's because you was on some bullshit when he told, you know, Candace Owens. And, and like, and then all I see is the camera, you know, the camera keep going to Diddy. Like, he was like, yeah, get her. You can tell her, man. You got to tell her and stuff like that. You got to tell her. And it's okay to be passionate to what you believe in or whatever. But it's another thing about, like, pointing the finger. And I feel like, and this is how I really feel. You know, it was a little not productive, you know. And that is because of how the platform is represented. You can't you can't be black and have this huge platform for black people. And and I started looking in it start it start looking like, you know, it's a mockery. It's like, hey, we believe in this. So if you don't believe in this, you know, we're going to like bully you or we're going to not necessarily bully, but that's what it looked like. It looked like some bullying stuff, you know. And the reason why I say that is I'm not agreeing with what Candace Owens say. I'm not agreeing with how she manipulate, you know, black people about emotions and stuff like that. The thing is, I don't know her. I don't know what the who the fuck Candace Owens is and what I mean by that is of course I know her from like videos and stuff like that but I don't know her as far as like who the fuck is she like who is she how did she get this position what was her upbringing you know so I don't know who she is and I thought this platform was going to kind of give a dialogue on what everybody does like Candace Owens she grew up here she grew up and I thought she was going to talk about that but she didn't it was like she was dodging every it's like she was dodging so much about herself and trying to get more black Republicans and trying to tell you why Trump is important for the black community because he's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. And in my opinion, no, fuck that. I want to know why are you, you know, ignoring the stuff that he's doing? Like what is going on with you personally? And I feel like at least we can be ourselves when it comes to a black platform. And at least Diddy can talk about it. It was like Diddy, they, keep, they kept putting the camera on Diddy and that shit was weird. Like, it's okay to sit down. It's okay to just nod your head. You don't have to get up. And every time Diddy get up, the camera goes to him. Nobody care about a power trip like that. That does not profit anything as a whole for us, for, for black people as a whole. It don't. It don't. And it was just bad, you know, because it was a lack of respect for blacks, you know, you have one side black people booing and everybody think that's cool because they don't show the ideal, the ideals. And one thing that as far as what I see as black people, what we lack 
you know, and no disrespect for any other race because this is not for y'all. This is for specifically black people that I'm talking about right now, you know, and unfortunately, we lack a lot of empathy. We didn't have a lot of empathy growing up in our life, especially the ones like me who grew up in poverty. We didn't have that privilege to, you know, we didn't have that type of lifestyle to know about empathy. You know what I'm saying? Putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, knowing that they're going through something. And it's, a, it's always a reason why somebody doing some shit. You get what I'm saying? That's just like if somebody was to judge T.I. or or Killer Mike or anybody, you know, whenever he's doing like fucked up shit in the past. Like if they were stealing, you get what I'm saying? If they was like, you know, taking from people, if they was like, you know, fighting, you know, when they was kids. You get what I'm saying? Like everybody has an upbringing to where they live and they learn, you know, and I think you didn't hear that from Candace Owens. And I wanted to know because as far as I can see, Candace Owens is kind of like, kind of, it, it kind of really remind me of the second place. I know that get used a lot, but it's like she's trying to forget probably a lot of trauma that she had to go through. So she run for Trump and Trump is a racist and she's trying to ignore that, you know, for whatever reason. And in my mind, I think it's money. I think it's money because money sometimes is a covenant of, you know, of protection. As long as I'm getting this money, I feel I feel secure. I feel protected. I feel like ain't nobody going to touch me because I can hire a security guard with this amount of money I'm getting. And it's a payoff. You get what I'm saying? It's a payoff. And and her job is to um, use the emotions for black people to make them become Republicans and to, um, you know, have a black community supporting Trump. And that is almost impossible to happen because Trump is a racist. You know, and it's not going to go nowhere because you have to be believable and don't nobody believe what you're doing. So I felt like, you know, it was a mockery, like it was disrespectful. like It wasn't no respect in that revolt, you know, as far as when it came to it was only certain black people. But if all folks, all black folks, angel kinfolk, you can't act like you can't bring them to a conference, a conference just to bash them. That looked bad on black people. That looked bad on all of us. You get what I'm saying? Other black people watch this platform. Who's trying to like find a platform where we can be welcome, where we can be uplifted. That shit wasn't it. It wasn't it. I feel like that was a waste. You know, it was a waste of time when it came to that. When it came to like, you know, he was on some bullshit and all this other stuff. And then like letting her say crazy stuff, you know, and respectively just listening. Even Killer Mike was the one like, look, man, you ain't got to agree with it. You just got to, you know, respect. So. With Killer Mike, that shit was good. It was good. You know, Killer Mike, I feel like, was the fairest one there. And Tamika, you know, and she was just talking about, like, you know, how the community is, what what we really go through as black people and stuff like that. So I just feel like next time, man, it needs to be some real black shit. And, and don't just be inviting people that you disagree with if you're going to get angry. Or you're going to get frustrated. You're going to have a crowd that's not really lenient to listening. You know. Start with us. Um. So, yeah. So, I, I feel like it really needed respect. You know. All right. The next thing up is. um Is. 
And this is a lot, you know. It's the TYT. This is still black too, but it's on a platform where, you know, you get a um, TYT, the Young Turks, right? So the Young Turks is uh, on a social media platform who is unbiased with their news. And I really support, I really support um, the TYT network. Hold on one second, y'all. So that's really a network that, you know, I support points of water, y'all can see. But that was a platform that I really support, you know. And we go. And basically they just report on news, about this Trump, about this his rhetoric, about his like some fair stuff, you know. About this Bernie Sanders, they're Bernie Sanders supporters so far. No, however, this they go, but I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter too. Anyways, let's get back to it. Hold on. So basically, this is one thing I have a problem with when it comes to TYT. And it's only one thing. Let me see. Is it one thing? It's two things, but the other one is really not like blah blah. Not really that deep. But this one is pretty deep. Okay, so this is the the Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick situation. Now, <laughs> and I feel sorry for the white dude. And the reason why is because these two dudes happen to be white. It's all about fairness and stuff like that. But just like how disappointed he was with Jay-Z. Because he liked Jay-Z, right? And and this is why for this perspective, you gotta give everything to perspective, right? So, <sighs> so basically, they made a story. It was on it was on TYT Sports. So it wasn't really TYT. I don't know if it really got the TYT, like the main one, but this was on the sports one because this is about the NFL. Jay-Z signed, everybody know about Jay-Z signing with the NFL as far as like promotion for music and like, you know, the Super Bowl shows, the Super Bowl shit and all that. And he was just like devastated of like, man, I can't believe Jay-Z did this comic happening. And you know, he's trying to get him, you know, he's trying to, he ain't got his job back. And you know, and it's, and I don't know if Jay-Z, you know, he betrayed comic happening because he signed with the NFL, the same people who got Colin Kaepernick fired. And you know, you said in your song that he was, for support of Colin Kaepernick and now you're signing with so you know and then Jay-Z kind of made a point about you know about the Miller like where do we go from now but what Jay-Z did said that was pretty disrespectful that he really wasn't thinking you know or unless he really meant that you get what I'm saying was when he was like the Miller was over Miller ain't never over bro Miller ain't over until like injustice stopped you get what I'm saying and the Nilan is just not about silent protest. It was the message that was that was left with it. Because he nailed, he got fired, which is unfair. Now look, here's the reality of it. 
I don't know what the fuck Jay-Z is doing there. All I know is if this shit ain't coming back and he's not trying to give Colin Kaepernick his job back and like, you know, and Colin, Colin Kaepernick been very vocal about him getting his job back, right? If, if he's not, you know, you can't just put somebody on a pedestal and say like, it's, you're bigger than this. You can't do that. You get what I'm saying? Because you're only human. You have stuff that you like doing. You have stuff that you're passionate about. You have stuff that you're gifted about. Be gifted in football, let him play football. Be gifted at throwing that ball and being a quarterback. And that's what you want to do. That's what he's passionate about too. Let him do it. If y'all already know what y'all did wrong with this silent, you know, with this silent settlement, then let him play, right? So I don't know what Jay-Z doing. I think, you know, they was wrong for putting this out. Without knowing like the, without knowing the detail details, about talking to these people, about like, you know, trying to reach out to them, trying to have these words, and maybe I'm just going, I can't just smear somebody's name because I don't know what's going on. Now, on the other hand, what they decided to do by being biased is mention the settlement because the settlement was quiet. So because this is a silent settlement that Colin Cabinet can't talk about. It questions me. You hear what I'm saying? And the reason why it questions me is because one, when you when you advocate, when you're doing all this stuff, you know, you got these Nike deals and stuff like that, is this money going to these poverty areas that you talk about where all this injustice stuff happened? You know, with the Eric Garner case, you know, um, with you know, Stephen Clark, where especially Oscar Grant. Like it's always in these areas where it's less fortunate. Like Oakland is a a lot of places is less fortunate. He wasn't in the hills as it happened. This is a Fruitvale bar station. So, are you are are you financially providing for these people so they can so they can live a more secure life? And what I mean by that is preparing these people. And it's not just you can't just start with kids. It's everybody, adults too, because adults need to be financially stable to provide for the kids. And that's where the protection comes in. Um, when you go to these police stations, like what what fundraising is happening? Like what buildings are you fixing in these areas and stuff? Because if you're going to advocate for the injustices, you know, you have to use your celebrity to do so. Now, I personally think he do this stuff behind closed doors and that stuff is fine. But, you know, you have to be, you, you have to like, I don't know what's going on with your contract. Your contract says you can't work for the NFL. You get what I'm saying? Is this like a finesse? Well, like the contract says he can't work for the NFL, so but he's still training every every day to work with the NFL, so then they can voice what this quiet settlement is about. So NFL have no choice but to but to voice it. And if I in my personal opinion, that is a good finesse. Because then it's like, okay, it's slowly obliterating the the contract. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of because it's getting everybody talking. You know, why is he not in the field yet? And if they know on paper that he can't he can't work in the field no more, you know, if, if if it says that on paper, then it gives, you know, Colin Kaepernick the upper hand why keep training so he can join the NFL because that rallies everybody up. Because we I just want to know like what that said. And depending on that, I can't fuck with both of them. My personal opinion, this is why I don't really be trusting celebrities when it comes to like certain shit. Because a lot of times it become it become an opportunity thing, and not in a good way. Sometimes the bad way. 
because you can't be an activist. And then when people ask you certain questions on what you're doing, it's specifically the black community asking you, what are you going to do? And then you don't say anything about it. It's one thing about making a documentary. See, I think that's why I did the watch the documentary. I'm going to just watch the documentary, to be honest. I need to know more. And I think that's my fault for not watching how the cabinet documentary. Once I watch the documentary, I'll probably have more emphasis on it. But for right now, I'm giving both of them the side eye. I'm giving both of them like the West Nine treatment, which I think TYT should have did. That's why I was dis that's why I was disappointed with TYT. Because yeah, you're doing activist stuff, that's cool, but what does that settlement say? What does that say? You know, and with the Jay-Z case, you can't really say that. You can't really say like Jay Z's a sellout, really, until we find out, you know, what's going on. So I'm getting both of the side eye because I'm still skeptical of both. You know, maybe, maybe not, but I'm not gonna jump the gun and be like, "Hey, Jay Z did this. Hey, Kanye did that." I'm questionable about both. Okay, now this is gonna be pretty short. Make this as short as possible. Even though it's serious, but, you know, I really kind of want to play this clip, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. If I find out I can, next time I do a podcast, I'll play the two clips I said I was going to play. I think the first one was, um, the first one was, um, the T.I. thing. The news on some bullshit, and even though y'all probably already heard it. And then this one is about Ellen and Bush. Now, Ellen says something like, very controversial things and did something extremely controversial. She was having fun with Bush um, at, a, at a football game, even though that's like, no, you know, because I just stopped talking about the football, get it? I was the Jay Z and Colin, no, not funny. All right, all right, let me move on. All right. Um, basically, what happened is caught Ella with Bush, you know, George Bush didn't give a fuck about the LGBTQ community. He didn't care about gay rights. He didn't care. Ellen was a Ellen was pushing that um agenda. But he didn't care. Like, because at this time it's like five degree, whatever the case. Now, he didn't support a lot of stuff, right? And now in her response, which I felt was like, and this is why I say celebrity privilege is the one thing. I, I expected nothing less for this response. And she was like, well. You know, yes, Bush is my friend. You know, <laughs> and you know, Bush is my friend, and it's okay to have friends that you disagree with. And then she turned into like she got weird, and was like, "Hey, I don't like people wearing animal fur. I'm not gonna judge them because of it. All this shit, right?" And so everybody, and you know, like the crowd, the crowd got clapped. And then she was just like, you know, when I say be kind to one another, I mean everyone. Even even the people that you disagree with and stuff like that. So be kind to everyone, everybody, you know. Right? And then everybody clap. Now, here's my opinion. When people see that, I guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee you, but you know, my spider sense is telling me that. When people see that before she went on her show. Like all her celebrity friends, probably like the Jay Z's, probably like, you know, probably like the Will Smiths and the Kevin Hart's and like everybody like, why would you take a 
Do you understand like Katrina happened? Like I don't understand why you friends with this dude, man. And then she was, you know, and that's why she responded to that. Now, here's the reality. The reality is Bush is a war criminal. He was doing torture and tactics. So you can't ignore that fact. You know, and it's okay to forgive, it's okay to be kind to people, but that don't mean you be friends with them. You hear what I'm saying? That don't mean you be friends with the criminals, you know. Who do shit like 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 Bush did? Even when Kennedy Katrina act like me here. That's why Kanye West did his little rant, which he's always doing rants. But this one was important, you know. Bush don't care about black people, like. So nobody is skeptical of you like talking to Bush and having on probably on your show to talk about important things, like the gay, you know, the gay, you know, things or the slurs that you said in the past that you want to apologize for. You know, stuff like that. You know, nobody would mind a Trump, you know, being on there. And then I looked up some stuff. You know, if you really felt that way, be kind of whatever. I, I read some stuff. And you was like, hey, man, yeah, I want Trump to come on my show if he can handle it. That doesn't sound kind, Ellen. So don't be hypocritical. This is the Hollywood shit. This is why I say Hollywood is not for black people. Right now, Hollywood is not for black people. As of right now. Tyler Perry made some studios, so now we got hope. You know what I'm saying? So we got that. We can use that, you know, as our as our our money. As black people our money. But yeah, man, like <laughs> this shit is not sliding. And and niggas is not letting it slide. Well, I mean say they I mean like people. People is not letting it slide. Nobody. They still on her neck till this day. So yeah, it's Friday. So but let me see what exactly um what day oh this it's it's the tenth I think no it's the eleventh yeah fudge bars it is the eleventh but nah ain't nobody letting this slide you can't and the thing is you can't let stuff like this slide because now now you snitched on yourself you know <laughs> and. I just want to see what everybody else got to say about it. You know, hopefully, I, I'm, I'm really hoping Superwoman say something. Um, Lily Singh, she just got her show, and she always talking about, you know, she always talking about some very uplifting, positive stuff based off, you know, um, based off sexism, judging people off their gender and stuff like that. So I hope she really say something about this, you know, her being a bisexual woman. Hopefully she can have some type of relation when it, when it comes to this or, you know, Ellen befriending, you know, Bush. And friends, not no, not no like, I could be social, but move way far, like, away from, like, you know, I don't want that energy. Anyways, that's my podcast. You know? um, that's it. Like I said, I'm going to try to do this every Friday, every Wednesday. Um, and like I said, I got something different on Wednesday. Probably be a little shorter. So stay tuned. All right.